0: Another juicy episode of Wada Hockey presented to you by the Hockey Podcast Network and brought to you by DraftKings. One more time. As always, make sure to hop over to DraftKings, hop in from Ocothpn to get in on all the action and make damn sure to follow and share Wada Hockey on all social media platforms. Uh, it's the best decision you can make today, then, now, and forever. Uh, we've got music in our ears joy in our hearts
1: did that go the whole time i can't hear anything oh yeah
0: it it played twice uh everything is nice it doesn't matter because everything's off the cuff uh and in the fluff but once again we're back with a a fresh a fresh juicy episode of water hockey it's just the three boys we're back we're talking texas hockey we got a couple of topics that we're going to toss around uh yes they are going to be mostly stars related Going uh, to throw in a little bit of Allen Americans news. Uh, unfortunately, not a lot to report. Another tough weekend for the Allen Americans. But first and foremost, my name is Fink. I'm joined by Patrick and Jason. Let's catch up. Patrick. Hello. Patrick, I know it wasn't a great weekend on the college football front. Uh, I want to go ahead and get that out of the way, so Ooh. I apologize. Um, I'm sorry. And uh, I, I will always hate Waco because of traffic, so my disdain is you. <laughs> to you.
1: Dude, it was uh, a bad early morning. But it was massively redeemed, not only by a star's win, which we'll get into. Absolutely. But if OU can't win, my second choice is always for Texas to lose. And boy, did they ever. Oh, man. 57-56 to Kansas for the second time in a decade? Mm -hmm.
2: When I heard that Kansas beat Texas, I was like, oh, in basketball, that's cool. Figures. Uh, No, it was in football.
1: I was out at Barley uh on smu and my buddy is a texas fan and i was really trying hard not to just throw it in his face but i if i'd be lying if i said i didn't jump up and down for joy because it was, makes me uh, real happy
0: yeah i was at kelly's the new official post came home for water hockey i guess probably. Ah, yes unofficial unofficial it's it's where we're gonna hang out after games when we're Indeed. in Allen. i'm i'm yep. i'm declaring that now that being said yeah it was a tough look for texas but just when they think they're back, they, they are certainly quickly, are not. They are as quickly gone, uh, and I could not be any happier because of it. A lot of disgruntled, oh. d- disgruntled people at Kelly's.
1: I will add, went to uh, Taco Landia Saturday evening. Mm-hmm. That was a deal. Twenty five bucks. They had a bunch of taco restaurants. I guess taco trucks. Okay. Not even trucks, but it was like actual restaurants. They had street tacos. They had some shitty Primo's tacos. Hell yeah. Some uh, weird like chili pork tacos that were kind of interesting. But man, Ooh. some of the best, some of the best street tacos I've had. 25 bucks. Yeah. Free. All of them. However many you want. Got to wait in line, but. I mean awesome. in line for
2: free tacos,
1: like $25 worth of unlimited tacos. I would wait in yeah. line. I think I had probably nine tacos. On like a
2: cool November Ooh. day. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: It was great. So is this the well, like an well annual thing? It. This is the annual thing, right? I think so. It seemed to be some sort of.
0: Uh, Best of all.
1: Like the Dallas Observer had some voting awards. I don't know. Ooh, okay, yeah. okay. Takiria okay. Taxco. Okay. T A X C O okay. was the people's I choice. I, I like would that. recommend.
0: I, I will say that nine tacos is usually the amount of tacos or items that I get uh, at Taco Bell or Taco Bueno, uh, which by the way, we're, we're called water hockey. Doesn't mean that I don't eat Taco Bell. Uh, that being said, the grilled cheese stuffed burrito is back baby at Taco Bell. So if you need a cleanse, uh, that's the way to go. If you with the need a little Diablo, Diablo use sauce uh, on the to way in the and cleanse. on the way out, <laughs>
2: It's <laughs> get it all while it's going. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Get it while it's hot. No pun intended. Jason, how was yes. uh, how oh, was your saying. weekend?
2: Dude, the weekend was good. It was really good. Um, took some family photos. I was off of the Beer League on Friday. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. it kind of yeah. made me really sad because then we're going to play this Friday mm-hmm. and then we're off again until the 10th of December, mm-hmm. which is fucking ridiculous.
0: That is a long break. That's yeah. what, like three weeks. Yeah, like yeah, it, That's essentially an so nice. off season. That's a that's almost more that's time a, than you would spend between leagues normally. Yes, it
2: is one hundred percent because they only yeah. give you like a week off, like after beer league, yeah. and then it's the next season. If that sometimes it just sometimes it's just back to back continuous It's a turnaround. It's turnaround.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a shame. The Lil Pylons, um, as we are called now, we are changing our name, I think, to El Pylons because it's E League, so E L Pylons, and there's just oh, a little multi-layered, flare. Multi-layered nice. Little little flare. Dude, you um, should like add that to the jerseys. I'm thinking that we might. Uh you know, El Capitan, uh Papa Papa Shango Justin, huge shout out. We'll get into this in a second, but we talked about it and I think it's actually going through. It's it's a maybe, but yeah, uh, we had our game on Friday, and and now we have a break until December third is our next game. So we're with you, but we will talk about something that's happening. We're not yes. going to talk about the name of the group because we can't legally we're not we're not allowed or obligated to. Um, but there is a special group of people um, that we may be we may be creating some beautiful content with coming soon. So, but are the family pictures for the holidays? Are we going to oh, see a little? Yes, one hundred percent.
2: Expect some stuff in your guys. Uh... Oh not dms but in your sms your snail mails your standard mails (laughs) some uh i don't know some cute little uh stuff for your christmas wall
1: the original direct mail
2: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly oh yeah sliding into your dms yeah yeah just give it a day or two
0: that's fine keep an eye out yeah Yeah. usps is kind of oh
2: no i mean it's going to be a while like we just took the pictures and and the girl who took them lovely lady stephanie potter by the way uh, small little plug. She's great. Hit her up on Facebook for all your photo needs. Uh, did some headshots for me too. So I'm not searching nice. right now,
0: but uh,
2: yeah, you never know. It's always good to have the the a LinkedIn couple uh,
0: called bulletin profile. Chamber when it comes to the, the headshots.
2: Yeah. So like whenever I do need to add that open to work frame uh, on my LinkedIn profile, it'll have an updated photo of me.
0: Again, to the to the current employer that's obviously right. listening to this. This is not uh, the case right now. It, yeah. No, happily right now. Doomsday preppers, they always keep cans of beans in the back. So you got to keep a can of headshots just hanging around. So I, I, get, yeah, it. Exactly. I get
1: it. Yeah, it's I Boy get it. Scouts, be prepared. Yeah, be yes, prepared. Thank be you. Prepared.
0: Uh, Fake, well, how was
1: your weekend?
0: Man, it was uh, exciting. It was exciting. I, I do want to say we're recording this on Tuesday while the Stars are playing Rope. against the Detroit Red Wings. And they Isn't have just three scored now? their three third, in a row. third goal. Uh, in two periods with 12 minutes left in the second. Uh, and they're up three to zero against a young, very, very tough team in the Red Wings. But playing uh, good hockey. they have been playing some very good hockey in Detroit, but I will say uh, we're going to get into it. Boys, this team is looking so, some kind of way. That's Speaking of another team that was looking some kind of way, uh, El Pailans, uh pulled out a, a very, very tough uh, team victory on Friday for, our last game before December, I may or may not have scored my first official beer league goal, boys. Oh, uh, it finally happened. I thought it was. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it was it. That was oh, the yeah. first one. That was the first official beer league goal. Um, I've been playing for three and a half, four years now, um, but I've never, I've never, you know, commitment issues. I've never played in a, an actual beer league, so this was the first one. Uh, happy to do it with uh, the El L Pylons, Low Pylons, just to. In a great all-around team effort, went to a shootout. I want to give a huge shout-out to the team that we played. It was an absolute blast. It was one of those games where it was pure from top to bottom. No one was talking shit. No one was getting in each other's faces. It was just two teams that were skating extremely hard the entire time uh, and just wanted to win. And thankfully, we were able to pull the game out in a shootout. Uh, Our captain, Justin, uh, came in with just a filthy backhand. Zero emotion after he scored it when won the game for us, but that's just Justin. He's still like you've been there. He's he's acting like he's been there. He's our Jamie Ben. He's our Justin Ben. That's uh he's going to absolutely love this. But weekend was great. Uh, got to see the Allen Americans on Saturday night. Unfortunately, uh, didn't didn't go the way that we wanted it to. But uh, ran into an old friend of the show, uh, Jesse Mitchin, uh, now of the Kansas City Mavericks in the ECHL. Uh, we had a chat. He was absolutely gracious enough to give me some of his time after the game before he uh, hit the bus back to Kansas. And uh, just great. Great great to catch up with him. Good dude. Good dude. We'll have him back on the show very soon. Uh, but just a full all-around weekend. A lot of hockey per usual. Uh, no complaints from me. But um, I do want to run real quick uh, through a couple of special people because, you know, you guys, as the listeners, the French fries, we try to give you guys some some awesome deals. Uh, with some friends of ours that have supported the show for quite a while now. Uh, first and foremost, want to give a huge shout-out to Sauce Toss. Make sure to go to SauceToss.com. Use code Hockey 10% off your entire order. Christmas is right around the bend. The Range, Patrick, you want to give them a quick synopsis on The Range and, and where they can find them before we uh, move on with the episode?
1: Yeah, man, we'll make it quick. TheRangeGolf.com, at the Range underscore golf on Instagram. It's your mobile golf simulation set up one-stop shop they set everything up they have an inflatable thing with a projector and track man technology and clubs and balls and you just show up and play golf they bring the range to you
0: they bring the range to you and they tell you we have to say it smash factor
1: they smash tell you your smash factor, factor. you yeah. have to ask for it i didn't ask for it and i still have to go back and and ask for mine and then yep. i can tell you how mediocre mine is you seal the deal with the smash factor <laughs> But yeah, therangegolf.com.
0: Let him bring the range to you, uh, Jason. We'd be remiss. I love saying that because I said it so poorly and incorrectly, uh, you know, 40 some odd episodes ago because we're approaching, you know, our first full year of episodes. But um, Half a hundred. Tell us tell us a little bit more about Conway and Banks before we jump into the thick of it. Into the that's thick gonna, of that's it. Gonna, that's going to that's gonna make so <laughs> many people upset because it's going to be stuck in their heads. Oh, yeah.
2: Ooh. And I don't know, if, but if you guys are ready to get rid of that old moldy bag with the busted zipper on the side. God <laughs> damn it. Sorry.
0: Sorry, sorry, Conway and Banks. Sorry, Conway and Banks. The Detroit Red Wings have uh... Uh, just ruined that well master back end. You don't have to pay us for this, was... that
2: plug. Yeah, you I'm don't sorry. To, no, check but, check you but you you'll have to pay us for this lineup. one though. Um, Man, but if you guys are ready to uh, get rid of that old moldy <laughs> busted bag with the uh, broken zipper on the side of it, Go check out conwayandbanks.com. Hit them up. They've got uh, three different sizes and three different colors to be sure that you will find the one that you love. My personal feature, uh, favorite feature on there is the fold out foot mat to keep my feet dry from those nasty uh, locker rooms, especially at the Richardson Star Center. No unshameless plug there for that place. (laughs) It's bleaching there, man. Do something. Shit smells. Uh, but yeah, man, mean. go check out Uh Go check out the link in our bio. Get yourself 15% off by using code whatahockey 15 and get your gear to the rink in El
0: Stilo. El Stilo, Stilo, Stilo. El Stilo. Well, we have got a couple of topics that we are going to jump into uh, related around the stars. As I said, tough weekend for the Allen Americans, but as always, we want to be prudent And telling you what they have going on as an organization. So uh, we're going to kick it over to Mike Waddell, the president of the Allen Americans for the weekly presidential address brought to you by Texas Hockey Apparel. Christmas is right around the corner, so make sure to check out texashockeyapparel.com for all of your Texas hockey fan apparel needs. Literally, it's in the name. So we're going to kick it over to Mike, and we'll be right back with the rest of the show. All right, back again with Mike Waddell, president of the Allen Americans the ECHL affiliate of the Seattle Kraken, again, making history, making waves in the hockey community here in North Texas for the presidential address of the week. Uh, Mike, we're back again. Welcome back. How are we feeling after last weekend?
3: Well, we would have liked to gotten a better result on the ice out there, but the guys played hard. I mean, it's a uh, tough grind at ECHL, and our guys are gritting through it and headed out Mm -hmm. on the road for the next two weekends, this week in South Dakota and next week in boise idaho for the first time in over a year since uh the steelheads did not play last season so the uh allen americans are excited about getting out on the road and have a little bit of a a a different mix of uh players and coaches uh, for this weekend but that's the world we live in here in 2021.
0: yeah for uh for those that are listening uh there was a bit of news that came out uh earlier earlier in the week uh, antoine bubo is back in the mix again for the allen americans Uh, And, and, you know, Coach Martinson will not be joining them on the road trip. Don't need to go into the reasons behind it. But uh, I I believe it. If I read correctly, uh, who's going to be taking over the bench? It's going to be almost like a player coach kind of situation, much like uh, the movie Slapshot a
3: little bit. Well, we we can talk about uh, Steve's uh, reason why he's not traveling. It was public knowledge, and Mm -hmm. he did test uh, positive for COVID-19, so he'll enter into the ECHL protocol, and hopefully as soon as he gets uh, a few days of uh, uh, negative tests back in that he'll be able to join the team uh, hopefully next week in Idaho. But uh, this week we do have Jack Combs, who is out right now with a hand injury Mm -hmm. indefinitely. He will be on the bench uh, leading the team along with player coach Chad Costello so uh, I don't know if we want to call uh, Chad the uh, 21st uh, century version of Reg Dunlop but uh, I tell you one thing uh, those guys are excited about the opportunity to showcase their leadership and uh, what better chance uh, right now than to do it on the road during what promises to be uh, three big crowd nights up at the Monument Event Center.
0: Speaking of big crowd nights, uh, I was able to attend the game on Saturday, uh, another phenomenal uh, showing against the Kansas City Mavericks from the crowd. It was uh, really really awesome to see. It looks like you guys had an uh, equivalent like we talked about last week to the uh, the home opener, season opener there at the Credit Union of Texas Events Center. Uh, how how did you feel the weekend went as far as the crowds go? You know, like we had a couple of doubleheaders that we talked about last week. We can kind of you know, chat a little bit about and see how those went and fill some of the the people on that are listening about the next uh, College Classic game coming up in a couple of weeks.
3: Well, absolutely. I tell you, it was a lot of fun to have a pair of doubleheaders on November 13th and 14th on Saturday to play host to our friends from the Dallas Warriors as they uh, played the Oklahoma Warriors. Mm -hmm. And that is always a great time when you can engage with our veterans. And we hope to do more of that as the uh, 2021-22 season uh, rolls on. And then uh, we had our game, the Americans game against Kansas City that night. Again, didn't come up on the uh, scoreboard the way we wanted, but really exciting to see a lot of fans in here. And one of our two games that we have Mm -hmm. here in November, we don't have any more games at home this entire month. So it's important to get a good crowd in there and uh, have people to have a really cool memory of what it was like to come out to an Allen Americans game and certainly had that uh, both on Saturday and Sunday. As you mentioned, we did have, Jeff, the, the first ever games of the Americans College Classic. That was TCU and Dallas Baptist. Of course, the Patriots came through with the big win. They'll advance on to play the winner of the next game in the Americans College Classic. And that comes up on Sunday, January 30th, when SMU will battle the Mean Green of North Texas. And that's prior to an Americans home game against the Newfoundland Growlers. And both of these doubleheader experiences are part of the added values that are coming to our season ticket members and the people who buy tickets overall that come to Allen Americans games. Because when you have a ticket for the Americans game, you also get into the exhibition game that would be played before that. Whether it's a Dallas Warriors game, our four games of the Americans College Classic brought to you by Fast Science Plano, or even the Big Police versus Fire on Ice game, which will come back here to the Credit Union of Texas Event Center again this February. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we've been preaching
0: this for a very long time with Wada hockey about the Allen Americans being just the best ticket in town for hockey, best value in town, uh, and it's from top to bottom. It's from the price of the tickets. Uh, you know, we've we've preached about the upgrades that everyone's done to the Credit Union of Texas Event Center, from the sound system to the video boards to the LED lights. The rink of red is one of the, if not the coolest thing in all of hockey right now, outside of having actual. You know the Kraken on the ice with uh you know the Vegas Golden Knights and their whole show from top to bottom, but it's just a fantastic value and especially if you've never been to a hockey game, this is a great way to get started. You know, you, there's not a bad seat in the house at that arena, uh, and really there's really not, not a, and there's not a bad price. I mean, for those that have not been to Allen Americans games, uh, if there's a seven oh five skate, you know, start from six to six fifty, there's two dollar beers before the game. And, and these are things you just don't find at professional sporting events anymore. Um, and even when the game gets going, there's fantastic options for food all around the arena. And they're not overly priced. They're not overly expensive. And I'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about biscuit, the bulldog, easily the best mascot in all of ECHL hockey. Uh, th- that almost could be <laughs> worth the price of admission alone. So you guys are just doing phenomenal work there and Allen at the credit union, uh, of events center or credit union of Texas events center rather. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's just an exciting time. If, is there is there any other way to get involved with the team outside of the season ticket holders? Because I I know that uh, you know some some teams offer you know partial season ticket uh, packages and things like that. Uh, where can we find a little bit more of that?
3: Well, the good news, Jeff, is that we still have eighty three percent of our home games still to come this season. Because mm-hmm. uh, starting on Sunday, December fifth, we'll be back in here. We have thirty games remaining. Uh, lots of different packages are open to you. You can uh, choose to come out for our Women's Empowerment Wednesdays, our community. <coughs> (coughs) Sunday's brought to you by Advocacy Behavior Consulting and you can also go into some uh, other things that are really fun like you mentioned our half season ticket and we'll be going on with some other uh, packages uh, pretty much on a regular basis so just go to our website AllenAmericans.com. you can uh, check all of the great values of course for our veterans always four dollars off of any ticket in the house and uh, tickets also available for veterans through our You know, uh, excuse me, for uh, vettix.com and our partnership there. So we're very excited always to support our our women and men in uniform, our, our veterans. And really get out into the community and engage. And that was really, if you were to ask me, one of the big successes over this past weekend. It was what we did with our Red Lamp Foundation and uh, engaging the Bob Skaggs Foundation, where we're fundraising and and uh, doing collections for the Salvation Army. And also on Sunday, when we uh, did some great things with the Coalition for the Homeless. And then. I would be remiss if I didn't uh, give a really big shout out to our uh, friends at Heritage Ranch and Ranchers for the Cure. They did a great job in helping us out with our Alzheimer's Awareness Night. We're actually going to have two Alzheimer's Awareness Nights uh, this year. The next one will be for our next home game on December 5th because we were supposed to wear some purple jerseys for mm-hmm. Alzheimer's Awareness Night and our Heritage Ranch partnership this past weekend. But Athletic Knit, who is our jersey provider for a lot of our specialty sweaters, has run into a lot lot of production issues and they're right now about three months behind. And if you notice in the uh, Western Conference of the ECHO. A lot of teams only have one sweater. We're blessed that we do have our three primary sweaters, our great reds, our uh, uh, secondary jersey, the white, and then our uh, tertiary jersey, the blues. We're lucky we have those right now, but we've not been as lucky with some of our specialty jerseys. And that's just because, like with a lot of things, production and things has really uh, taken a hit uh, due to the pandemic, and uh, especially when you talk about international shipping. So we're hopeful to uh, have those. Goes in by December 5th, and we'll also have a big jersey auction coming up on New Year's Eve to uh, support the Lisa Bielow Memorial Scholarship Fund with our Legacy Night and all that uh, goes to celebrate our uh, former fan club president, Lisa Bilo. And we talked about that, of course, back on October 30th with her Memorial Night here at the event center. But, you know, lots of great things going on right now. Hope our uh, guys are going to have a great road trip up to uh, South Dakota. And then they will come back for a little bit and then they're back out on the road next weekend for the uh, Thanksgiving uh, week trip up to Idaho. And, uh, that's always a good place to go. And we're going to have a nice big holiday meal ready for those guys at the uh, hotel up in, uh, uh, Boise. So, uh, good times, my man, good times.
0: Well, as always, we appreciate your time. And if you guys are listening again, make sure to hit up AllenAmericans.com for all those home game tickets, uh, and hopefully those, uh, half season ticket packages coming up. But Mike, as always, thank you for joining and, uh, we'll be chatting again soon. Take care my man. The NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. And in the world, in my opinion. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 103 bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net next you big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and a $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And thanks again to Mike for joining us for this weekly edition of the presidential address. Obviously head over to AllenAmericans.com. Thank you, big Mike. Props, Mike. Uh, and as bad, always, make bad. sure if you guys are at the credit union of Texas event center to check out that WADA hockey Dashboard. take the pictures, tag us. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll send you a business card or a hockey puck shaped item, uh, like a sticker at one point, maybe we should get stickers to, to send out to people if they tag us in the wild, I don't know. Maybe we'll get some Ooh. not cheap, not cheap. I don't want to say cheap; that'd be rude. Yeah, no. uh, different, different. Maybe something different, different that As said, "I says. I saw Wada hockey" or "I rep the dub," something like that. We'll we'll come up with something fun. Uh But yeah, make sure to to tag us and share it with all of your. friends. I saw water hockey in the wild. There you go. There's I like tagged water cool.
1: hockey, and all I got was this lousy sticker. I love I like that. that. I <laughs> right. we have to find something. We have to. Who who who's got an art <laughs> yeah, we need an
0: I mean, I can I can whip something up, but I you know we'll, we'll figure something out. That being said, boys, we have a lot to cover when it comes to hockey here in North Texas. Uh, Want to give a huge shout out real quick to Jacob Rubito of the Allen Americans for the first successful game of the Americans College Classic at the Credit Union of Texas Event Center in Allen. Uh, DBU did a little bit of work on TCU, taking the win twelve to one. Uh, there are a lot of games to come, but like we've talked about, we've shared before, make sure to head over to SMU, TCU, DBU, and UNT's social media platforms. They will have links for you guys to buy these tickets, and part of the proceeds, if you go through their specific links, will benefit each one of their clubs. These are club hockey teams. They only get their monies for pads jerseys things of that sort, travel through their own fundraising and their own campaign so every single penny goes towards the sport goes towards their programs make sure to do that but let's just jump into this the dallas stars our beloved dallas stars finally on saturday evening pulled out their first regulation win i'm i'm just going to give them Snaps all around. Snaps all around.
1: Baby snaps because it's about fucking time. Baby snaps because it's about fucking time
0: is right. They beat the Philadelphia Flyers at home. Granted, and I'm not saying that this is anything to lessen the excitement about, but uh, they did fun. it. They did it uh, against a Flyers team who was on night two of back to back road games. They had just played in, I believe, Raleigh, North Carolina against the Carolina Hurricanes who are arguably the absolute best team out of the gate in hockey. I don't think they lost a game until I want to say 10 games into the season. Uh, So they definitely had a giant mountain to climb. And fortunately for the stars, uh, mental state, they were able to pull out a beautiful win. Uh, How did you guys feel on Saturday night after they finally, finally pulled out that first regulation win? Patrick, Going to you first, like you said, wasn't a great start to the day, but ended up to be a, a nice little uh, a little icing on the cake, if you will.
1: I like the aggression throughout the game that they had. I mean, you don't score five goals, really four, without some level of offensive uh, control. Mm-hmm. They didn't really turtle too much that I saw, which was nice to see. And, yeah, they... You know, they fought back pretty well. They gave up that kind of weird own goal almost, where it was like yeah. off one of our sticks or skates or something. But they responded back pretty quickly. And yeah, it was a pretty, pretty solid win through and through. It's nice to to get a relatively stress-free regulation win.
0: Yeah, it it makes me think of, and this is for the office fans out there, <laughs> When Kevin, and there's a gif of this, uh, if you want to find it, we'll we'll post it on our social media, but when Kevin is just tearing up and he's like, it's just nice to win one. And that's exactly how it felt uh, after, God, just a painfully weird start to the season. I mean, we had talked about in prior episodes, is it humanly possible for this team to only win in overtime and make the playoffs, which yes, but. I, I mean, think we for talked a lot about of people, mathematically
2: it being possible.
0: Mathematically, it was possible. And having
2: a pretty solid, like, standing, too. It kind of seemed like we were on track
1: for it for a while. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I don't think people that are on medication that are also Stars fans would have appreciated uh, if that would have been the case. Um, you know, it, it scares me to even think about. I, I get winded walking upstairs, let alone having to watch however many overtime games of hockey that would be. So uh Jason, how did you uh how did you feel after the fact that the stars finally got their their first regulation win of the season? The last team in the NHL to do so.
2: Man, so I was keeping up with it mostly on my phone, uh mostly on my phone and I, I didn't want to jinx it. So like I saw the scores like kinda of rolling in. I was like, oh shit, is this gonna happen? But like, you know, I just it's like the the no-hitter in baseball. You don't really want to talk about it. And like for the whole game, I just like you guys were like going it crazy in our chat, and I was like, no, I don't want to talk about it yet. I don't want to talk about it yet. And uh it just wasn't there. And so finally it happened. I was like, let's fucking go. And, yeah. <laughs> and there it was. And I, I just yeah, man, I was so I was so ecstatic to get it. because like you could see you could see flashes of it in you know in in games prior like okay this Mm -hmm. team can be good like this team can be great but we just never put a whole like one two three periods together like complete hockey and it finally came together uh and you know for the most part this game's going pretty solid too Mm -hmm. i don't want to jinx it but i think i did Mm -hmm. by saying that um (laughs) i mean it's just it's trekking upwards and and maybe it kind of disproven disproved my theory of uh you know they were they were taking shots finally they weren't they they seem to take the quantity approach rather than the quality approach, and like now they're leading. Well, they've had eighteen shots for the last you know ten minutes. It seems like they finally got their first one now here in the like five minutes left in the second. So it was
0: it was it was a good feeling. Uh, I will say I was at, like I said I was at the Americans game. Uh, unfortunately, they they f- fell to the Kansas City Mavericks uh, seven to four. Uh, there was plenty of offense oh, in that game, uh, but. It was uh, it was a relief, and I almost heard the "Do you believe in miracles?" play in my head whenever I got the <laughs> final. <laughs> the, I was watching bits and pieces uh, on our uh, on our flagship, mothership, uh, pirate ship. Uh, that's all I'll <laughs> say about that. But it was uh, it was good. It was a relief. Uh, I think mentally, you know, it's you need a slump buster. Uh, however, you feel like that needs to come, and. They finally got it, and knock on wood, they seem to be performing at a much higher level tonight, like we said, against a very young and quick, offensively dangerous team in the Detroit Red Wings. So we'll see. Uh, I, I do want to say uh, this is not something that we have in the run sheet. Really interesting note about tonight uh, and about this week in general because we can't go a week without talking about Stars goaltending. Uh, Jake Ottinger. Getting his first start tonight against the Detroit Red Wings uh, in Dallas, at the American Airlines Center. Uh, Holtby down with an injury. They're hoping he get, he gets back to skating uh, Wednesday, which would be the 17th of November, if you're listening to this. That so, was yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday, if you're listening now. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, for if you're Hold
2: listening up. on Thursday,
0: yeah. You're it was yesterday. On Thursday <laughs> or Friday, two days ago. You know, math figured out. But, again, the wheel keeps spinning, and it's the third different goaltender as in as many games. So I feel like Otten Jur is playing well again, knock on wood, don't want to jinx anything, but say he he plays extremely well and come tomorrow Holtby's healthy. How do you go into the next game when you have essentially three starting goaltenders of an NHL caliber? Are we finally seeing that rat start to run in that wheel of trade possibilities because it's no secret. This team could use some more goal scorers. And do you see Holtby or Kodobin kind of taking that uh, that role of being the trade piece?
1: I think you have to. One thing I'm noticing about Onger, and it was a big problem last year, and small sample size for this game so far, about 30 minutes in, his rebound control looks a lot better. Mm-hmm thus far this game it's a lot of if there is a rebound it's more redirected one direction or the other it's not just big bounce straight in front of him those are always dangerous yeah he seems to be oh boy oh and quite a bit more. right on cue
0: right on cue the Detroit Red Wings now uh score on a power play uh the Dallas Stars penalty kill is by far one of the worst in the league uh, on the opposite side the flip side of the coin even though we are only up by one goal uh now instead of three, as we were at the beginning of this period. Uh, Number three penalty uh, or power play in the entire league. Uh, Upwards of 40-some-odd percent effective, which is insane to think about.
1: Did that go in? That's what I'm wondering. It looked like it. Hawk and
0: Paw seemed to play it as if it didn't. Uh, Yeah, it looked looked like it hit hit the top and bounced down. Top
1: down,
2: it hit the line. Dude, I'm not sure that that goal went in.
0: I don't know. It, Save it, us, Kelly Forbes. Everyone yeah. seems to be looking up at the Jumbotron at the American Airlines Center. If you're listening to this on Thursday, you're, you're obviously going to know huh. what happens, uh, which yeah. is the Detroit Red Wings did, in fact, score. So Forbes, nice yeah. work on the, the camera to not risk huh. us going on the penalty kill once again. But yeah, the power true. play oh, is weird. extremely powerful. <laughs> uh, top three in the NHL as it stands right now. Penalty kill probably in the bottom three after that's uh, that, that recent goal scored by
1: the Red Wings. It's not great. They're
0: absolutely terrible, uh, which is really sad, really ironic. Because going into the season, you know, you see a lot Ooh. of predictions here and there. Uh, there were a lot of people saying that our special teams would be the reason that we would go into a deep playoff run or a deep run into the regular season, into the playoffs. Uh, has you not you been. Got to make it first. Yeah, it's been it's been an oddly balanced uh, special teams, and that's not good. Um, you can't have one of the best power plays and have one of the worst penalty kills. It's just not something that you can, uh, you can, you can have a sustainable hockey team in the uh, National Hockey League with, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, going back to the goaltending situation, another interesting note, backing up Jake Ottinger in practice, Hudobin went down with a little bit of a sickness. Um, get up, get up, get down with a sickness. I believe Disturbed had a song about that. Disturbed had a song about that. Ooh, wah, 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 wah. And uh, <laughs> the guy playing backup for Ottinger was none other than Benhamin Bishop. So, I ask you both: Do we see Ben Bishop come off of LTIR this season? Jason, I'm going to you first.
2: And I'm saying no.
0: Okay. I don't think so. Okay. It, let me ask you: Why? Why
2: not? Uh, we were talking about it in the chat, like uh, the cap hit that we're going to end up ultimately end up having to take. Uh, what moves are we ready to make with that uh, to take that on? But no, I, I think we like earlier you mentioned we have three other starting goalies right now that are kind of competing. Uh, Ottinger is still, you know, a little young there, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but Holtby and uh, Dobby are perfectly set up to take it, and that was. That was very nice there, but it's okay. Uh, But no, we've got three solid goalies right now. There's no need to rush this if he's really not ready, and maybe it gives us it buys us some time to really figure out our goalie situation.
0: Now, before I ask Patrick the same question to be the devil's advocate, uh, the devil's advocate, if you will, we do trade one of these goalies and get another scoring piece. Then, does your answer change? Does it go to yes, we will see Ben Bishop play at some point this season? And again, this is all now well, and, and to, to talk about the cap, you know, this is something that we will kind of dive into as a segue right after this. You had Blake Como and you had Tanner Caro both both get placed and clear waivers, mm-hmm. who are now part of the AHL affiliate. Now, that's not a, a nearly enough big, you know, cap saver to uh to mean that. Ben Bishop can be brought right right back. Um, but it shows that this team is in the front office is not scared in any like way make shape, moves or form. and yeah, so Makes moves and, and say, you know what? You know, Glenn Denning, uh you know, Hawk and Paw, one of these other guys that they just signed uh, or multiple and bring up more young young Dallas or Texas stars if you will. But yeah, that, that that's kind of where my head's at.
2: Yeah, it would all kind of depend I mean it- They've, I think they've been kind of open about um, Dobby being that trade piece that they're really looking to move. Holtby, I think, is going to be that presence that we need a little bit more of uh, in the locker mm-hmm. room maybe, kind of that uh, been there, done that experience, help us right. get to that, uh, that next point. But, I mean, hell, it's all on the management team, and they get paid a hell of a lot more than I do, but sometimes I feel like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And you know that's why they get paid the big bucks. So, and I manage a rec center. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, Stars Twitter would probably say the same and agree with you more than they agree with uh, with anyone in the front office for the Dallas Stars, uh, as it were. Uh, Patrick, same question: Do you think with moves being made, say someone, whether it be Hudobin or Holtby for whatever reason, get traded? Do we see Ben Bishop come off of LTIR? And in your opinion. Who would be probably someone that we would have to say goodbye to, whether it be through waivers or trade, for someone to take maybe future considerations um, as, a, as a response?
1: I think, one, I, I also kind of don't think we'll see him if the current roster makeup stays the way it is. But I think if there is a trade, we'll see a move of Bishop beforehand. Does that work? That's what, yeah. Like if they're gonna trade one of Hudobin or Holtby, and I think personally Holtby would be the one that would get moved, because he has that similar, for the same reason that you said you said he should stay, mm-hmm. he has that experience. I think a lot of teams, especially if it was a young they need team, that. yeah, they need that veteran mm-hmm. leadership. Then I could see him fetching. A decent amount in a trade. Okay. But I think I think if there's not really anything moved, we won't see Bishop this regular season. Now, if we make the playoffs and you know it doesn't count... Oh. It doesn't count against the cap because those are the rules. You can go $47 million over the cap and no one cares because it's the playoffs. Tampa. Then, yeah, he'll... I'd say he'll play. But... As it stands now, I don't see that happening.
0: I am gonna I'm gonna throw one scenario out to you, and this is just my 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 personal take. Uh, I think Hudobin is a very very attractive because he's one he's affordable. Uh, two, he has notified himself as a very, if not probably the premier solid B or backup goalie in the league. I see him not making it through the end of the season. Uh, with the Stars, and I want to go out on a limb and say he's going to go to a, not saying that we're not, but another playoff contender, I would say look for the Oilers. Look for a team like the Oilers, maybe even to a degree the Maple Leafs if the cap space or the cap works, Uh, but look at one of those teams that's just on the cusp. Uh, Look look for someone to come calling for him when the time is right. Uh, that, and I think that's whether or not the Stars are in a playoff posi- position. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I I kind of agree with you guys. I don't think we're going to see Ben Bishop anytime soon. I don't know if we're going to see Ben Bishop ever again. It does give me hope that he's practicing with the team. I don't know how extensive or or how live the practices are when he's on the ice versus when he's not. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it'll be uh, pretty interesting to see what happens moving forward with him. But uh, on to more definitive and exciting news. Uh, Friend of the show, buddy of ours, you know, Chloe, huge fan of the show, her favorite player of all time, without a doubt, that's active. Riley Tufte gets his final, he finally gets his call-up to the NHL. Uh, Really cool picture. They've got the blackout jerseys on. You can see his son playing his day there. Looking that was over super on the cool. Blast. Very cool. Huge shout out to the Dallas Stars social media team for capturing that moment. Um, I was reading. I
1: would frame that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was reading somewhere. Um, one of their social media uh, team posted that. Uh, posted that, you know, it it, bu- it bumped up their uh, TikTok following by like eleven thousand or something like that. Very very cool. Uh, nice. But that being said. Riley Tufty finally makes his NHL debut after trying for God knows how long. Really cool to see. Only got about four and a half, five minutes playing time on Saturday. Uh, I'm not sure how much playing time he's had tonight, but the kids made it finally uh, along with Peterson. He's back. So, you know, the youth he's movement s- is slowly happening.
1: He's had seven minutes so far, which is more than the first game. Well,
0: mm-hmm. Stars Twitter will likely be down Bonuses throat regardless of what happens uh as stars twitter does you know i would think with the cowboys winning firmly implanting themselves as one of the better teams in the nfl that the stars fans that were also cowboys fans would kind of relax come take. they didn't uh they step off things, the bridge for a moment yeah they still found things to complain about guys it is a very very long season uh you know momentum is a huge thing in the nhl but uh yeah, really cool to see. Really cool to see someone that we had uh, that officially makes two NHLers uh, active that we've had on the podcast now, with uh, Joel Hanley being uh, technically our first and now Riley Tufty.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, is Riley our retroactive first active? Yeah, NHL Hanley's going to have to get
0: demoted to second now. I don't, mm. don't say that. Hanley's
2: such an Sorry.
1: We have to read our contract
0: on how that works with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're essentially trying to field a, a whole hockey. Have to talk team to our lawyers. Yeah, well, yeah, we're fielding an entire hockey team with the, the guys that we've had on. So uh, it's it's been a fun uh, been a fun ride. Really cool to see him make it to the NHL uh, with his family there. But uh, like we talked about earlier, we're on a roller coaster right now. Let's bring it down a little bit. Uh, Blake Como, Tanner Caro placed and cleared waivers, uh, and have reported to the AHL Texas Stars. How do you guys feel about that? Because this came after a closed-door, players-only meeting. And Rick Bonus. I think his interview was around, what, 25 seconds? And he said, I don't want to quote, but something along the lines of, I know what the problem is, and I know what we need to do to fix it.
1: I mean, I don't really know that that has shown to be the case so far. Mm -hmm. Because I I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, the approach is going to be different. And I just struck through it on our run sheet, Mm
3: -hmm. but
1: I was watching on Saturday and thought this really doesn't look that different. It looks different because they scored, but, and there may have been less dump and chase a little bit more emphasis on puck control, but for the most part, it really wasn't that different. So I went and looked and wanted some confirmation of my suspicions. And I think, Haika had asked bonus what the difference was. And he said they scored, which I don't know that that is really knowing what's wrong. If the only thing that bonus identified as being wrong is that they didn't score enough, then make me the head coach because we all said that. (laughs) Yeah. Cause
2: uh, like everybody in the history of every sport has ever said, if you score more goals, or more points than the other team, you win the game. Typically you win, yeah. Yeah. I, so, I don't know which great philosopher said that, but...
1: <laughs> I think that was Aristotle. Yeah. So if that's what was wrong, then yeah, no shit, Sherlock. But <laughs> overall, I didn't see anything different other than the puck went in the net, which, if that's what we're banking on, then okay, here we go. But I would still like to see more... Uh, more overall control, which I actually am seeing in this game.
3: Mm-hmm. A
1: few dump and chases, and Tyler Sagan remains the biggest defender with his cross ice into the corner dumps, which I still don't understand, and I probably never will, but, you know, small baby steps, I guess. Baby steps, indeed. No, I they, like seeing they, the personnel changes just because it's something different. They seem give to... The,
2: uh, oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, give the young guys a shot. Mm. Yep. Why not? Can't get any fucking worse. I suppose it could, but.
0: Definitely good. Uh, before we move on, I do want to say, too, a really interesting note for that win on Saturday, which we'll, we'll jump into here in a second. Speaking of personnel change, it wasn't just on the bench, uh, which, Jason, I, I do want to get your opinion on Como and, and Caro. Um, Como was really kind of out of nowhere because he was an alternate captain. I mean, he wore the A and was a part of this star system firmly for a very long time. Remember the focke up line with Foxa, Mm -hmm. Como, and Cogliano being at times one of the most effective, if not the most effective line, not for scoring, but just for playing solid hockey at any given time on this team. Uh, But assistant coach John Stevens was not behind the bench on Saturday night, their win at the American Airlines Center against the Flyers. He was in the stands. And now when we say in the stands, it was likely he was – in the box, you know, front office box, whatever you may have it. But that was a really interesting point to me because it almost makes you think like they know that Bonus is on his last year of this contract that they, you know, they re-signed him to or they signed him to is the quote unquote interim, full time, whatever. You know the transition. It makes you think that are they starting to wonder if the changes need to come from behind the bench under Bones and then kind of build that foundation back up because they know almost to a certain percentage that they're not going to ask bones back. So maybe Tom, you know, Gallardi, uh Jim Nill are, are having conversations where they're like, we need to start making changes on the bench now and hope to God that we make some kind of run, make this an attractive franchise for a new head coach to come into. And then once this contract for bones is up, you know, new deal, New new dealer, we'll, we'll change hands and see what happens. But I want to kick it over to you, Jason. Again, how do you feel about you know Tanner Kiro? Not to take anything away, the guy had plenty of sips of coffee in the show. Um, that's not something to sleep on. But the more more surprising name is definitely Blake Como. How do you feel about Blake Como? Not only one hitting waivers, but clearing waivers, which for those that are listening means that no other team at a very affordable contract, decided to to claim the rights to Blake Como and bring him on their squad. How does that make you feel as a fan, Jason?
2: It probably tells me that there's a little something going on, Um, maybe something that we're not seeing on the ice. Uh, Is there something going on in the locker room that could be an issue? Uh, We're just, yeah. Man, There's maybe there's a bunch of uh, Akira's out there and that ours just isn't that attractive right now. Because, hell, we haven't been winning the games. Well, up until that moment, we had not been winning games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, it's just, you know, you hit the those kind of, like, bottom tier guys at the right time. And, uh, you know, they kind of pop off for a couple games. They get their flash in the pan. But he never really made that flash in the pan. So, you know, like, those guys, like, uh, to kind of bring it to football, the Miles Austins, if you will. They had a couple hot games. They got their name really oh, big. Man. And oh, then, man. yeah, exactly. You, you know who I'm talking about now.
0: Yeah, number 19 for the Dallas Cowboys. I loved him.
2: Yeah, exactly. He was there like for six other teams. Season. That's fair. Exactly. So, I mean, I think he'll get his time. Uh, he's going to be, I think he's going to be a French player for a while, though, until he finds that stride. But I thought he said he was going
1: to be a French player, and I was wondering yeah. when that transition oh. was going to take place. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, he's, 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 uh, he's in the process
0: for that. Yeah, he's defecting. He wants to be the next Antoine Roussel. Which, again, my God, come back! If you guys want, if you guys want to hear me weep, literally shed tears on this podcast. If the news for some reason that he comes back to this team in any capacity ever crosses the ticker, I will jump on and record my reaction live, and we will edit it into whatever whatever episode we're on. Uh, because that guy is the end all be all for me. He's not illustrious. You've heard me talk about him. We don't need to go into it. But uh, really, really interesting to see what the front office did and really interesting to see who they made an example out of. Again, with John Stevens, the assistant coach, being essentially off of the bench, Blake Como and Tanner Kiro both being placed and clearing waivers, uh, being sent down to the AHL affiliate Texas Stars.
1: So, One, one point about Como... Is him clearing waivers probably the best-case scenario because he's now down in the AHL, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct.
0: So he is now on – I don't think they, they've restructured his contract essentially to a two-way because he cleared. Yeah. So I, I think what you're thinking is that exactly what I'm thinking. He is a viable piece if someone, knock on wood, gets hurt, hopefully they don't, that has NHL experience. But, again, you kind of fall back into that trap why do you want to bring someone that just got put on wafers and cleared back up? Back up. And, well, no,
1: I'm I'm thinking less. Damn, sidle going off.
0: Two power play goals, not a
1: big deal. Um, I'm thinking less from like a NHL impact perspective and more of an AHL impact perspective because they have, and not even really on the ice, and it's more because there's so many young guys down there How valuable is having a guy that's played 930 NHL games in that locker room? He instantly comes in and commands respect because, you know, I've done this and I can show you guys the ropes. He's just kind of declined to a point where he's not really contributing, which Mm. happens to pretty much everybody. Right. But having his know-how on the ice during practice and how to take care of your body and how to mentally prepare... I feel like for young guys, that is almost not not more valuable than just NHL playing time, but if you can't get up there yet, knowing the steps to get there is pretty important information to have. Just a different perspective.
0: Yeah, I think that's interesting too, and it kind of goes back to what we talked about kind of before this season started. Now, albeit the Texas Stars down in the AHL uh, – have not had the the stellar start to the season that I kind of expected them to have. They, t- in my opinion, have one of the more stacked AHL rosters, experience wise. And then slotting Como into that just obliterates, and probably every other AHL franchise, experience wise, with you know over nine hundred games under his belt. It's it's going to be. I, I kind of see where you're going. I, I think the best case scenario here and this is me thinking out loud, is if Como has an interest in staying in the game after he's retired, which, let's be honest, being sent down within the first 10 games of the NHL season, not just being sent down, but clearing those waivers and then being sent down, the mentality has got to kind of be, okay, is this it? If no other team wants me this early in the season, I'm going to give it one more rip maybe next season uh, but if no one wants me I'm, I'm gonna hang him up do we see Como kind of take that coaching or that head coach position and then bump up the AHL coach to the NHL level in a front office position and then give Como that slot and now you've got a guy not, not only familiar with the system but has a plethora of knowledge now granted yeah. you know it, this is something that he's gonna want to do but you kind of see the wheels start to spin and it'll be interesting to see what happens there but you know, all the best to him, all the best to the Texas Stars, which, you know, obviously we, we love the Texas Stars because they are a part of this affiliation. Uh, we'd love to cover them more. So, you know, if you guys have players that you have connections with, feel free to tag us, send us some DMs. Our messages are always open, so let us know. Um, I know Chloe wants us to bring Riley Tufty back on, but he's big time. He's NHL now. I don't know if he's going to have the time for us. Um, we've been fortunate to have Probably you know, not. Jordan Kawaguchi now with the uh, Texas Stars. Uh, we had him on a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago, or actually a couple months ago now. But needless to say, uh, I, I want to jump over to this next thing before we wind down for the show, uh, Patrick. You uh, you made a comment. Fire bonus, haha. Just kidding. Dot dot dot. Unless unless. unless so I have to ask you, what's that unless? <laughs> I don't know.
1: That's a that's a famous me. <laughs>
2: Uh, I was going to, ask, I wrote this question down because as we were kind of oh. talking about, um, you know, like, what if the stars make a magical run uh, a la 2019-20-ish? Um, what happens if we make that run again and we complete the the big the big one? Mm-hmm. How do
1: you justify firing bones? I and well, then you don't again. because I don't care what you do because we won. Well, we won, and I will say if... I if, take a year of shit. Following a Stanley Cup win, I don't care.
0: Uh, I okay. need to do. I need to do. Quick, I mean, because that
2: happened to Barry Trotz in 2018 after the Capitals. Yeah, they let him go. Yeah, I mean, looking how how the they've turned kind of the out. The
0: difference. The difference. between <clears throat> Trotz Capitals bonus is Trotz has a much prettier resume. Uh, resume for sure. I mean,
1: robust.
0: Rick bonus poor guy was put into some of the worst scenarios of all time with the Ottawa senators and their, their incarnation, which was a dog shit show covered with cat piss. Um, So, I mean, it was awful. Now he's Rick bonus has one of the worst record wise coaching statistics Lines ever. Now, my thing is, and I, I'm not completely sure. Um, I, I'm probably going to be corrected, but I want to say this is the last year of his his extension. No, so he's going into the last yeah. year of his extension. He wins the Stanley Cup. Bada bing, bada boom. Biscuit in the basket. How are you now? I'm Just sorry, right but if I'm the front office. The banner goes up, but Rick Bonus is not there on the bench when it does. Mm-hmm. I, I say thank you for your service, but also in turn, Rick Bonus is the oldest head coach in the NHL. If I'm Rick Bonus, I'm going out, uh, you know, whoever's retired with a ring on their finger with a banner in the sky. I'm Rick Bonus. I finally did it. I won the big one. Peace out, bitch. Yeah, I mean, he's probably out
2: anyways. I mean, <laughs> yeah, ninety ninety nine point eight percent sure the dude's done after the season, regardless. Yeah, of what happens, but. I personally, I mean, we we give him such a hard time, but the dude didn't want the head coaching job to begin with. No, was very adamant no. about it, and no. we kind of begged him <laughs> to do it, like kind of as a favor to us. Yeah. And then they're like, "Hey, man, we actually this is working out. Let's let's make this happen." And here we are, just shitting on him still. Like not not us here, but you know, as a fan as base, a, as a
0: fan base, we have been
2: very very
0: hard on Rick Bonus
2: to to somebody who did us a favor in nineteen. And mm-hmm. you know, by not really wanting to to be there, but you know, he wanted to be there for all intents and purposes. But yeah, it was never his aspiration to be that position at the time.
0: It, it was it he's was our never Stark. Our, right. He, he was Arnett Stark. He was not the guy that came in. Jim Montgomery, and in all intents and purposes, is one of those guys. He's a very young, up and coming head coach. When he joined the, the the stars, he had never coached in the NHL before. He was a head coach in college. He had played for the Stars. He had played for multiple teams in the NHL. But he would never coached in the NHL in any capacity, to my knowledge. And so... No. You look at that as a, okay, it's very obvious why Rick Bonus was put in the assistant coaching position alongside Montgomery. And like you guys were saying, Bones never wanted this job. He wanted to teach Montgomery the ropes. And Monty you know thank goodness he's been able to bounce back and i don't keep up with the st louis blues because i have a heart and i'm not a piece of shit no offense but <laughs> i i i assume he's still doing well he's still coaching as an assistant coach for the blues and it would not surprise me if he gets a head coaching job soon but unfortunately for him while he was in dallas you know dallas is party central and he had a little too much bubbly and it didn't turn out well for him. He got a PP whack and oh shit. And Dude. it was not great and guess what? He's he's back at it. He's doing good. So, but yeah, Dude. Montgomery was not brought in to ever head coach this team. He was never 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 that guy. And so we'll see what happens, but no matter what, I'm calling it now. Rick Bonus will not be with this team as a head coach next season no matter what happens.
2: Now, just Another to really quick because giveaway. we're here. Obviously, we've already come to the assumption that Bones isn't going to be here. Mm-hmm.
0: Will Montgomery be here? I can't say that I see that smile there, Patrick. <laughs> I would I would love I don't I would love it. Give me Montgomery back. I loved this team when Montgomery was the head coach. I would love this team again with him back at the helm.
1: Yeah. And I think the biggest question is. We never got an answer on what exactly Uh happened if his offense was being an alcoholic, which he has taken the steps to Mm -hmm. fix. I don't know that you fix alcoholism, I guess, but you address it. He's addressed. Manage it.
0: Quote unquote addiction. uh, Yes. You know, like you're saying, because we don't we have never been given the story.
1: Yeah. I mean, unless he like, I don't know, banged Jim Lights or Jim Nils wife or something like or could his uh because his, could his infraction have been that serious that he is effectively banned from the city of dallas forever and
2: and that's like what we don't really know but this is all kind of playing out to be
0: montgomery's team
1: i don't know maybe yeah. i'm just I'd love to see him back
0: i would love to see him back i will say this much uh there is and i don't i don't know if i should say this out loud because i'm thinking out loud and i don't like the way that this is this is going in my head but you will think of another man of power coach you know if you will that just won the championship for his respective league as effectively an assistant head coach type role and that is one that's how baseball go ron washington who was relieved of his duties with the texas rangers due to a little nose cozies a little Sled on the mountain, if you will, a little booger sugar, white girl, uh, whatever the street term is, and a couple of other things. And he just won the World Series with the Atlanta Braves as, was it their third base coach?
1: Yep, he's a third base coach.
0: As a third base coach.
1: With his famous windmill.
0: With his famous windmill and his that's how baseball go mentality. So... I would love to see Montgomery back with Dallas next year. I I hope and pray that the St. Louis Blues don't have the same destiny as the Atlanta Braves, and we see another assistant.
1: I'll win. be much less happy for Montgomery to win with the Blues than I was for Wash to win with right Atlanta.
0: Me, me and you both, sister. Yep. Me and you both.
1: I've Maybe got that's no because I with
0: any
2: Atlanta sports teams.
1: Atlanta's team is incredibly likable. Yeah. Freddie Freeman's a good dude. Yes. Jock Peterson rocking pearls and telling everybody fucking deal with it.
0: I did like, like his, uh, his, his, his power move, his quote at the celebration. We are those motherfuckers. That... Yeah, we are, we are those motherfuckers. So I don't know what's going on in this game. I, I want to say, we're, I don't know we're, what's going
1: on either. We're like, winding was... down.
0: We have one last thing that we talked about. Uh, this is not related to stars hockey. It's not related to real hockey. It's related to fictitious hockey, and that is the unfortunate news that one Emilio Estevez will not be returning for the second season of the Mighty Ducks show on Disney+. Plus. We do not need to go into reasons why. I don't care. It's not where we're supposed to go. We are a hockey podcast, even though we just talked about baseball. Uh, Dude, what the fuck? So there was not a tripping call on that.
1: That was a trip and a hook combined, and they called an offside?
0: No, uh,
2: because of the trip and the hook, it offset. And... Ah,
1: okay. Oh, oh I don't know. but it doesn't yeah. I matter look, anyways. It doesn't matter. Bada bing. Let's fucking go.
0: The rightful rookie of the year. scores real one. Not that year. 45-year-old from the Minnesota Wild. Let's bring it back, and we'll wind it down. Emilio Estevez is not coming back. He was an integral part of Season 1 as Coach Bombay. Who comes back? Do we see an illegitimate child that Coach Bombay had come back as his son saying, my dad's tired, I'm taking over, and this is my team now? Because Man, it feels that like... would be... Also, that being said, Disney Plus writers, fucking call me because I just figured out your season two.
2: Yep.
0: We're
1: no going questions going to... asked. So what, Coach Bombay, need... what's-his-face, his mom, and... <gasps> Could yeah. you imagine? What about that?
0: Could you, could you imagine if it was Coach Conway?
2: <gasps> oh, oh, and Coach Banks. Oh. Ah, oh, ah.
0: <laughs> wait, what? Hold on. <laughs> Coach Conway wait, Coach and Banks? Coach Banks. So Emilio Estevez had relations with
1: <coughs> two moms Some, on the team. Somebody get me Mickey Mouse's phone number. <laughs> yeah,
0: someone unfreeze Walt Disney now <laughs> and give me his cell phone number. <laughs> Oh, oh, man. No. Yeah, no, so Emilio's not Jesse's coming back. Dad,
2: Jesse's dad could be the coach. Um, I don't know. There, there's lots of room for it to go. Um,
0: Who's the guy, though? Do you bring someone in, you know, actor-wise, that maybe has some kind of hockey background? I will say Will Arnett. He just uh, He just narrated. Oh, yeah. Steve, Steve Carroll, like, Steve actually Carell, Steve Carroll grew up playing. Will Arnett grew up in Toronto. He's a huge Maple Leafs fan, so he knows the game. He just narrated the Amazon Prime All or Nothing uh, for the Maple Leafs, which we knew how that ended. <laughs> Salk. But, you know, do we get an actor that has some kind of hockey background outside of Emilio? Um, Emilio. Emilio. I don't know. Thoughts? I I, I think Jason, you kind of hit the nail on the head with uh, with Steve Carell because he does know how to skate. He has that hockey background. You know, he played hockey in the office, the live strong episode,
2: Red in- Level Midnight, Red yep, level, level Midnight, where you know he made it to the pros. He he didn't know how to skate and then made it to the pros all in like two days.
0: Yeah, epic he workout that-
2: montage. Yeah, the tryout uh, to make a, what? Oh my gosh, what was the game and that they the, were the,
1: the speed skating, the all star game? It was the all star
2: right? oh, game. That's right, it was. Yeah. That's
1: what it was. It gets the golden and the puck. <laughs> uh Yeah, he was like puck off,
0: or go puck yourself. He said, go puck yeah. yourself. Uh, no, uh, I Pantano think that has would be the rights to puck off. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. We need to get that song on here and see if we can get you know some legal attention. But uh, I think we might need to buy it. Yeah, no,
2: sure. I, I got sure. you. We can YouTube to MP3.
0: You know a guy. You know a guy. <laughs> we can get some someone that listens to this show plays guitar, uh, and, and can just you know play the guitar for, really us. Quick we for We don't we don't need anything else. We don't need. I actually know a guy, and he's a Detroit Red Wings fan. He's at the game tonight. It's my oh. my buddy TJ. Uh, he is a huge Red Wings fan. Phenomenal skater. Uh, he's from Detroit, so naturally you know they're born on skates up north. But <laughs> yeah, so. Emilio Estevez out as Coach Bombay for personal reasons which if you want to figure out why just go read the story. Uh, That's not a podcast uh, topic that we are going to get into. It's not something that we want to talk about. Uh, We don't like politics. Uh, We don't like that shit. Uh, So get that shit out of here. (laughs) What it it boils down to. So again, you know, I feel like kind of pants down naked butt we don't have razorisms of the week anymore I, I need the fans to be more interactive with us I need I need someone to say this is what you guys should do to wrap up the show which I'm normally not a big you know proponent of I don't need people telling us how to run the show because yeah, guess who's what who's
1: producing this show
0: yeah his name is Patrick <laughs> look him up he's literally on the show uh but yeah we should we should figure out something to do at the end of the week I don't know Whatever you guys think would be the most fun, I don't care. Shit, I'm just a guy in a
1: chair. We'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, we'll figure it out.
1: In the meantime, stay sassy. Oh,
0: oh, Ooh. so organic.
1: Well, how about the, that?
2: How about that? How about them apples? Yeah. Well, uh, you guys uh, Hope stay moist. Like this, uh, my pants are about to be moist with what vegans soon over
0: here. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch! Magalcha. And uh, no matter how many torn labrums you've had, don't ever, for any reason, forget your Kermit Tattoos. Let me know when this stops.